You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. In the mornings, we've been talking about walking intimately with the Holy Spirit. How many of you were here this morning? Now, if you didn't make it, I understand you may have had something else on, and just next week, make sure you plan to be here because it's important we get all the messages. Because God is preparing us in the mornings. We, we study line upon line, precept upon precept, and He prepares us for how we need to launch into our next week. And then in the evenings, I really trust God for an empowerment, a move of His Holy Spirit to see that happening. And so uh, if you, didn't, you weren't here this morning, it is on our live stream platforms. Go and listen to it because it's in intimacy with the Holy Spirit that Jesus saw the power moving in His life. Uh, how God anointed, Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed the devil for God was with him. Not because he was God, because God was with him. And so he demonstrated how a man with the power of the Holy Spirit's presence in his life, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, was able to demonstrate the kingdom of God. And everything Jesus did was to demonstrate God's kingdom. Whenever he healed someone was to show that it could be done. Whenever he multiplied bread, fish, whatever it was, it was to prove that's what you can do as well. He said, you would do the same works I did and greater. I thought I'd get a bigger amen. We need to start saying amen, so let it be for me. I don't know about you. I, I, I want to see these miracles happening in my life. And you wouldn't mind when your tax bill comes due is to go catch a fish and find your tax money enough in the mouth of the fish. Now that could be a proverbial fish. God will do it in a way. You don't have to worry about anything. I've had it happen in my own life where many times Janine and I have had things happen and all of a sudden when, when you have to pay something or something has to be done or you think I'd like to do that, we always look into the bank account, the savings account and say, what, what's available? You know, and then you think, oh, but that's not enough. Oh man, how long is it going to take to save till we get there? And you never have to do that anymore because when you understand the way of the kingdom and you need something... It's like the tax bill is due. I'm not going to use my investments to pay for my tax bill. Father, my tax is due and I need that. And so I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that you give it. And I'm sowing seed for it. And God has always answered that again and again and again. I don't lack for anything. Say me neither. I don't lack for anything. Because if I need it, I ask God to provide it. That's who we serve. And so de Jesus was demonstrating that. He showed it. And we've got to really renew our minds to get to a place where we stop saying, well, that happened because it was Jesus. We have to see everything you see Jesus do, you are now the body of Christ. You're the body of Christ. See, just recently I traveled to the United States to go and minister churches there. And when I got there, I found my whole body, my toes, my toenails, everything was with me. And everywhere I went, every church I went to, every platform I stood on, every message, every time, every part of me was with me. My fingers, my hair, my nose was all there every time. You the body of Christ. I said, you the body of Christ. When Christ was raised from the dead, in that same moment, you were raised from the dead. 
In the same way Jesus, whenever Jesus ministered, whenever, whenever, whenever he called, not once ever did he pray for something and then it didn't work. He says, well, now keep confessing. Let's just believe God. No, every time he ministered, it happened. You're in that body. You are that body. The same anointed one, the same Holy Spirit dwells within you. Hallelujah. Say that. Same Holy Spirit dwells within me. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Remember this morning we found out Jesus said, I need to go so I can send another helper. And it's to your advantage that I go. For when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will show you things to come. He will reveal all truth to you. He'll teach you what you need to know. Yeah, he's saying now that promise is about to happen and you've heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. When Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, that was physical water, but as he came out, the Holy Spirit came upon him. That's the moment he was baptized. And the Bible says that from that moment on, he went into the wilderness and he came out with great power and many signs, wonders, and miracles were done. That same power is what he's telling us now. He says, that's going to happen to you. Therefore, when they'd come together, verse 6, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father's put in his own authority, but listen to this, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. There's a number of things I want us to pick up in this verse. Number one, it says, you shall receive power. Everybody say power. Whenever you see the Holy Spirit in action, you're going to find power. Holy Spirit is that presence of God. It's the very person of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that goes into action when the Father speaks. Power. It's the Greek word that we use, it's dunamis. Dunamis. Dunamis speaks of inherent power, self-contained power, power that comes from within. You see, if we want to light up this building, we have to connect to a power source. And then that power source has to flow. We need to make sure the lines are unbroken all the way from the generator all the way through city power lines, transformers, et cetera, et cetera, until it eventually gets here, and that's power from without. But the word dunamis is where we get the word dynamo from. Dynamo, uh, when I was young, I had a bicycle, and those days we didn't have like LEDs and all that sort of thing. We still had to use globes, and you could either have a battery light, but then you had to keep replacing the battery. But then they also had what they call a dynamo. And what that is, it's a little motor with a wheel on it and the, and the light bulb and it had a, would be off during the day but it had a little clip if you're going at night you click the clip and then that little wheel would touch the tire and so as you cycled the tire would spin the little wheel and as you spin the wheel whoop, the light would come on so of course when you stop pedaling then the wheel stopped spinning and the light would go off and so you'd sit in the dark at the robot waiting for it to change because those days we red men stop I know that's changed these days, but <laughs> and so you would wait 
and because you want the rover to change, so you can get cycling in, let the light come on. And so that was called dynamo. Why? Because the power was generated from within the machine. The machine had its own power. Uh, we also get the word dynamite from it. Everyone know what dynamite is? Little package, big bang. And that's the, that, that, that force that's within is contained until it's needed. But when it's lit, you can't contain it anymore. You're getting a hold of this. The God who created a universe. Give me a break. What kind of energy, what kind of power do you need to generate a universe? Think of just one sun. Our sun, where the earth is like a, a pinhead next to it. The amount of energy in a sun. But now I think of the universe, how many millions, billions of suns are out there. And all the planets and the movement and the energy in everything. But all God needed to say was, let be. That's how it's written in the original Hebrew. Through that one spoken word, an entire universe was birthed. The amount of power that was released. What kind of energy was needed to create that kind of material and power and and everything, all the laws and everything governing the movement of those planets and galaxies and everything. Now, that same person that put that into power is sitting in your chair. Oh man, did you just feel that? <laughs> that same, just say that, universe creative power is inside of me. Dunamis. Little package. Big bang. Just what happens when you lay hands on somebody? What happens when you speak a word? What happens when you trigger that power? See, the Holy Spirit's ready to transform your life. If he can put a universe into operation, surely he knows how to change your business. Surely he knows how to fix that body. Surely he knows how to recreate an organ. He's not trying to make something just work for you. He wants to replace it. Totally transform you. That's the kind of power. And Jesus is saying, that's what you can expect. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you're going to receive dunamis. Say that. When the Holy Spirit came upon me, I received dunamis, power. Now notice it says, you will be witnesses to me. You will be witnesses to me. Wording's interested. Witness to me. Now, you know when you're born again, you become a witness for Jesus. And we all must be witnesses for Jesus. We're all talking to friends and family. We're all inviting people to church. It took a long time for that amen to come out. I said, we're all talking to friends and family. We're all inviting people to church all the time. Every opportunity you have, you get into a conversation, somewhere in that conversation, you're going to invite them to church. But Pastor Alan, they keep saying no. Then you ask again. How many, 
Let's be honest now. Some of you might have. I know, you know, some are just different. But I know for myself, I didn't go to church the first time I was invited. How many of you admit to that? So it took another invitation. Thank God the person that invited me never gave up. They asked me one more time. See, we just need to ask one more time. Don't be embarrassed of the gospel. Don't be embarrassed. Amen. So we all are witnesses. But notice this says you'll be a witness to me. Why? Well, whatever I do, you know, if, if, if I go and uh, pick up this phone here, picked it up, well, my eyes were witness to that. My nose was witness to that. My mouth was witness to that. My, my whole body saw me pick that up. Well, you are in the body of Christ. I said you are the body of Christ. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's ever healed somebody, he still wants to do it today. If he's ever raised someone from the dead, he still wants to do it today. If he ever multiplied fish, he wants to still do it today. But here's the thing. His physical body, his flesh and body on his own is in heaven with him. But you and I are his body that now carry the Holy Spirit. But Jesus still is going to do the work. But here's the thing. He's doing it through you and through me. And he's no longer limited to one geographical location. That's why it was to his advantage to go away. Because now he's multiplied millions of times over. Anywhere you are, the same power is available. And you can expect to see it. You don't have to. I don't know how to heal people. But I do know how to call on the word. I do know how to thank Jesus for what he's already done. And by receiving what he has done, I will watch it happen in front of me. I'll be witnesses to him. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Say this, the same Holy Spirit that dwelt within Jesus dwells within me. And I will experience exactly the same power. Remember this morning we had a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That word communion, koinonia, koinonia. I am not Greek. That's why I hook on it every time. Koinonia talks about intimate fellowship. That's not just having a cup of coffee with someone. There's an intimacy that takes place. As much way a husband and wife, when they are married and then they have sex, that's when Adam knew his wife. That's koinonia. That's part of it. That's that intimate fellowship. Knowing someone much deeper than anyone else knows them. And that's the fellowship that is talking about. It. That's the communion. And that communion and the Holy Spirit fellowship with him is not just knowing about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not just the power that we must be aware of. No, he is a person. And just the same way we fellowship with the Father and we fellowship with Jesus, we fellowship with the Holy Spirit intimately. You, you're aware of his presence all the time. You, you know that when you're looking at something, he's looking at it. See, that'll help a lot when, you, when you're looking at something that you shouldn't be looking at 
The Holy Spirit's watching with you. That's not to condemn you. He never condemns you. But it makes me more aware because now I realize, no, I'm not going to be part. I'm not going to participate. I know the devil's trying to attract me, but me, Holy Spirit, we're tight. And I want to see his power in my life. And so if I want to see his power in my life, I'm going to maintain integrity. Everybody say integrity. See, integrity is what you do when no one's watching. If no one ever, in other words, if no one ever found out, would you still do that? Because if I understand that, you see, that's where Joseph was so successful. Joseph passed two major tests in his life. Number one, the money test. He was put in charge of all of Potiphar's household, and Potiphar didn't even care. He said, you take care of it, just make sure I'm eating food tonight. He never checked up on Joseph. But because of that integrity, and then the second one was in the test of integrity, when Potiphar's wife tried to get him into bed. Now, he could have in the world system think, well, if I'm tight with the missus, then at least I get further with the mister. And that would have been a mistake. It would have ended his walk with God. But because even when no one was watching, he still maintained his integrity. He says, I cannot do this. And even at the threat of being thrown in prison, he said, I'd rather go to prison than break integrity. You getting this? So by that power, you could see power manifesting in his life. And so we want to make that same choice. When you have the Holy Spirit with you, when you're walking intimately with him, it makes these decisions much easier when you're aware of his presence, when you want to experience everything God has for you. Now, notice he says here, it's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is that anointed one. The presence of the Holy Spirit in Jesus is what made him function as Christ. Christ is Christos, Hamashiach, the anointed one. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. So you could say Jesus with the Holy Spirit. That would be also accurate when you say Jesus Christ. May the grace of Jesus with the Holy Spirit manifest in your life. Everybody say grace. See, it's through this grace by the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why when you go and read a verse, for example, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, God is able to make how much? How much? All grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Now notice it says all grace. It's very easy to read that and say, well, you know, it's linked to giving because if you read the previous verses that we, God loves a cheerful giver. And so when you sow your seed, he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And he who gives with a cheerful heart, not grudgingly of necessity, God loves a cheerful giver. And as a result, God makes all grace abound towards you. And when he talks about all sufficiency in all things, usually where we find most of our stress and pressures in the area of finances. So we think, well, that means that's talking about God providing all my financial need. No, he said all grace. All grace. See, I need grace to be your pastor. And when I get up, yeah, this is not Alan Bag. How many of you can sense when I speak, you're not just getting my opinion. How many of you had questions answered and it wasn't even in the wording that I used? 
I'd say something, but you saw into the kingdom. Whoa, now I got my answer. Now, how did that happen? I didn't say that. What happened was the power that flows. That's grace that manifests, that delivers and sets you free. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because He's anointed me to preach the good news. It's by grace that I preach. Uh, he anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus said, I would do the same works he did and greater. So it's by that same grace that I preach. That's why I pray that prayer before I, every, every time I come out here, I've always prayed that prayer just before I come out because I know I need to be ministering by grace. See, when I married, the grace of a husband came upon me. And then when the children came, a grace to be a father manifested. In your business, there's a grace to do what you're doing there. God will make all grace abound toward you. You say, but I find it so difficult in my job. Trust the Holy Spirit. Family, God's ready to promote some of you. Well, he's ready to promote all of us, but, I'm, but listen to what I'm saying. God's ready to promote you into a position that you're uneducated for. God's ready to take you there. Joseph didn't do a university course. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in education. I want to make sure my brain surgeon, if I needed a brain surgeon, has done the brain surgery course. At least one other person. He must have. Come on. How do you understand what I'm saying? You go to a dentist. Have you ever operated on someone's teeth? No. I'm just going to try you for the first time. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I want someone who's educated. So don't get me wrong. I understand the need for education. But Joseph did not go to business school to take over Egypt. He was able to hear God, interpret dreams. And in that power, he knew exactly how to run Egypt and turned it into the most prosperous nation of the time. God's ready to promote you. Someone comes to you and says, do you know how to X, Y, Z? Your answer is? Yes. I'm standing here. No, believe it. I know. I do know. And even if I can't figure it out in time to deliver, I will know God will bring somebody to me. Someone comes along and says, are you able to supply Vijitibichi? Yes, I do. I don't even know what that is, but I can get you one. I will find it. And you trust the Holy Spirit, and I believe with all my heart. You walk close with the Holy Spirit, listen to Him, and one day you're going to be minding your own business. You may be even at gym one day, and you meet someone new. Hi, how are you? You're new in town. Yes, what's your business? Oh, I do Vijitibichi's. I, n- I need one of those. And you can connect these two people. Now you're in business. See, you don't have to be educated for that. I said you don't have to be educated for that. There's a grace for that. And you need to start believing that and trusting God. That you have a grace within you to do whatever God needs you to do. 
Family, this is a time of great recovery. And some of us think great recovery just means that that little debt that I've got will be paid off. No, 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 no. God doesn't just want to pay your debt off. He's going to turn you around where you're going to be paying other people's debts off. You're going to be looking out for other people. Someone needs a car, you're going to give them a car. Stop. Tr yes, trust God for your car, but that's just the beginning. You're going to be giving cars to people. I just need a house, Father. No, I'm going to be housing people. Building a whole city of houses. And you agree with me on that? See, now how's that going to happen? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the presence of the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Bump your name and say, that's me. Look at that. I'm right here. But God has revealed them to us. How? Through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Why? That we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. These things we speak not in words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit Teachers. You getting this? Listen to it again. We have received the Spirit who, the person, is from God. Have you born again? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Why? God could have just got you saved and just left you saved. But why did the Holy Spirit come into your life? He says it, yeah. So that we can know the things which have been freely given to us by God. God wants you to prosper. Five amens. I said, God, what? You come over here. I said, God wants you to prosper. And this is not for the nervous. Anyone, oh, is, that, is that the prosperity? No, I apologize, you know. No, I don't apologize. Is it? You know, if someone took a wrong turn, I would, no, it wasn't a wrong turn. God put you here. You need to get rid of that stinking thinking. Because God takes great pleasure in the prosperity of his soul. God wants you fully provided. Why? So that you can be a blessing to others. Amen. And so he wants you to know how to get there. He doesn't just give you something and, you know, tease you. No, he's told you, and he's going to show you exactly how to get there. And I prophesy we're going to hear great stories. There are businesses being birthed. I'm telling you right now, God is raising millionaires. Not just to say I'm a millionaire. He's raising millionaires. 
Why? Because he's raising billionaires. And those billionaires are training our millionaires. See, a lot of you said amen and million when I went billion. You Come on. If one man turned Egypt into a powerhouse, one man can deal with the debt of this country. See, we think nations, oh, now, that, now we check out. No, that's going to take the level of trillionaire. See, but now I'm talking to a whole new group of people. Some of you are, are getting left behind at the, at the gate. Uh, how many of you still up there with me? How are you still level with? How are you willing to see that? And stop being intimidated by people that don't understand this and want to make it out like you've been materialistic. No, Jesus knows you need things. I said, Jesus knows you need things. Didn't he say these things the Gentiles seek? People are running after stuff, but God knows you need it. See, it's not the stuff. Materialism is not the want of material things. How you live? In a house, you know that takes material. How you like wearing clothes? Thank you. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Your clothes are material. Materialism is not wanting material. Materialism is when we turn the material things into our God. Get your priority right. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all the material will be added. Amen. See, we're living in a house. You're part of a household that understands the kingdom of God. That's what prosperity is about. It's not my want to answer my selfish desires. It's because I see a community around us that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you and I are that Christ. You receive that tonight? So how am you ready for your promotion? Stand to your feet and let God know that. I'm not looking for some little religious whoop whoop. I said let God know. Let God know you're serious about this. Let God know you're serious about this. This is not some little religious hype, some, you know, self-motivation seminar. This is not like, we can do this. No, 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 no. I'm talking about an empowerment. An empowerment. When you go to bed tonight, make that your confession. That I'm going to sleep tonight and I'm going to have a grace for a sweet sleep. Because when I wake in the morning, demons need to already be fleeing. Because when these eyes open, I'm going into the world as an empowered Christ. The body of Christ. I am anointed by the Holy Spirit. And when I get to the workplace, I don't care what's missing, I will be the solution. Whatever's broken, I will fix Whatever needs an answer to, I have that solution. Favor surrounds me. Everywhere I go, doors fly open for me.
My boss can't help himself. He just keeps promoting me. You lay hands on the sick. They recover. Fully expected. Fully expected. Amen. Just lift your hands. Say, Father, thank you. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I am the body of Christ. Same Christ that dwelt in Jesus dwells in me. Wherever Jesus went, signs, wonders, and miracles happened. Wherever I go, signs, wonders, and miracles happen in my life, through my life, and ministers into the lives of those around me. I am blessed, super blessed.